This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Ebon Udang. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Tom Condon writes about urban and regional issues for the Connecticut Mirror. He joins us to talk about his article on Connecticut film icon Frederick March, who's been tarred by a tenuous tie to the Ku Klux Klan. Hello, Tom. Could you briefly tell us about Frederick March and why the removal of his name from two theaters at the University of Wisconsin has caused some consternation among some folks in rural northwestern Connecticut where March lived? First of all, Frederick March was one of the great um, stage and film stars of the mid-20th century. Um, his, His films such as The Original Star is Born, Desperate Hours, The Best Years of Our Lives, Um, Inherit the Wind are classics. He was a two-time Oscar winner, a two-time Tony winner. So um, his bona fides as an actor are uh, unparalleled or or close to it. Um, Now, he was a graduate of the University of Wisconsin uh, in the class of 1920. Well, in 1919, an honor society was, was created, actually created at University of Illinois three years earlier and brought to Wisconsin, in which fraternities would nominate an outstanding junior for their, to be a member as a senior. Well, March was an outstanding student uh, involved in a lot of things. Since fraternity nominated him to this honor society, the, the oddball thing was the name of it. It was called the Ku Klux Klan. No one is sure why, but that was the name of it. So anyway, Marsh was uh, was named to this honor society. He didn't seek it. The honor society had nothing to do with the actual Ku Klux Klan. Um, and that is evidenced by the fact that the actual Klan came to campus two years later and started a fraternity which of course they wouldn't have to do if they already had a campus affiliate. Anyway, so for nine months, March is a member of this honor society. He then goes on to a a lifetime of success on the stage and also civil rights activism. Now, what what happened was when some, some students and others found out about March's connection to this honor society named the Ku Klux Klan, they, there were two theaters at University of Wisconsin, one in Madison, one in Oshkosh, named after Frederick March. And uh, long story short, University took his name off of both theaters. The way you got into this story, there were some people who were very concerned about it in, in northwestern Connecticut, where uh, Frederick March had lived for so many years. Uh, could you tell us about Margaret Minor? Margaret Minor is, first of all, a, a, a sort of legendary conservationist in Connecticut. She was um, head of the Rivers Alliance and just a, a, a great conservationist. Growing up, her family and the Marches were close friends. So she knew Frederick March. Uh, she called him Freddie. She knew him very well. Um, and when she heard about uh, what would eventually happen? She was appalled. Um, you know, she she thought it was off by 180 degrees. 
Now, well, now, when mine when when Minor complained to the university, uh, she brought out evidence showing that his life was one of involvement with the NAACP and other civil yes. rights movement, and and he um, he fought the Hollywood blacklist, um, you know, and he he was um, he, he he was a founder of the uh, anti-Nazi League in Hollywood. Um, and and he was a, a lifetime supporter of the NAACP. He was, um, I mean, one classic incident, 1939, the Daughters of the American Revolution uh, refused to allow the great contralto Marian Anderson to sing in Constitution Hall in Washington because she was black. Well, Frederick March was one of the few Hollywood stars to sponsor the concert, now legendary concert, that she gave on the steps of the Jefferson Memorial. And Frederick March and, and his wife, Florence Eldridge, were there. Um, and this took a certain amount of courage um, because it risked his box office. And in 1939, he was the top box office actor in the country. So um, it, it's his lifetime was with gestures like this. Um, he was he was a close friend of Langston Hughes, the great poet, um, and sponsored Hughes's play in uh, in uh, New Milford on his property. The NAACP asked him to speak in 1964 in a television show commemorating the 10th anniversary of the Brown versus Board of Education uh, Supreme Court decision. So uh, he was at a meeting at Harry Belafonte's apartment with Martin Luther King before King went to Alabama and was jailed in Birmingham. So uh, if they were thinking that Frederick March was a racist, they got the wrong guy. Well, you have a very interesting quote here uh, from historian George Gonis saying, the central irony of this is that Frederick March's racial justice and civil rights record monumentally dwarfs that of all those who were responsible for identifying him loudly and falsely as a white supremacist. But even with all this evidence, the University of Wisconsin has not changed its mind. That is correct. John McWhorter of the New York Times, who's also written about this, um, simply believes that the administration, the members of the administration are afraid to be called racists. And the, the problem with that is this is, a, this is a college, a great university, one of the great public universities in the country. And college ought to be about nuance. You know, you remember that the Jack Nicholson line, you can't handle the truth. Well, in college, you should be able to handle the truth. And that's what you're there for. Okay, well, thank you so much, Tom. Uh, Tom Condon writes about urban and regional issues for the Connecticut Mirror. His article is titled, Connecticut Film Icon Frederick March Todd by Tenure's Tie to the Ku Klux Klan. Long Story Short comes from WSHU Public Radio and the Connecticut Mirror. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org or wshu.org. I'm Eban Udama.